I'm Jay. I'm Adrian. And together we are the, the Two Crazy Cat Ladies. <laughs> I'm gonna cut you. I think I just peed. Buckle up. We're back in the closet. Episode number 0065 of Back in the Closet with the Two Crazy Cat Ladies. We are here live on YouTube right now, um, chit-chatting about Adrian's failures in life. Um, There's a lot of them. And so we just thought we'd just go ahead and start today. the podcast today to talk about Adrian's failures. No, to talk about a very sensitive subject. Um of veterinarians uh this is i, I mean i guess we're talking about all if, things veterinarians because there's sometimes that we you know talk about specific things right about specific Today, subjects yeah i really wanted to talk about the fact and and we'll try to make this uh, kind of a short podcast but i think it's an important one because i feel like the uh the statistics the statistics that we've seen let me back it up all of us i imagine at some point have really experienced the life-changing blessing of having a veterinarian that's helped us and one of our beautiful companion animals through something. They are they spend an incredible amount of their time learning uh, how to care for our animals. They and are, a lot of their money. I, I, I mean, it's hundreds of amount. thousands of dollars to become a veterinarian, to go to school, to go through so many years of school to become a veterinarian. It's basically as much as med school because yep. it is med school. It but, is med school. Um, and they are people who, in their hearts, genuinely care for animals so much that they're willing to do the Dedicate. things and go through the things that I don't have uh, the emotional stamina to necessarily deal with. They have to see the good stuff and the hard stuff. Yep. The good stuff and the bad stuff. And I think the, the, the reason... unfortunately, as veterinarians, they, especially when it comes to cats, they tend to see more of the bad stuff than the good stuff. Right. And, and I want to talk about that. But I think part of what inspired this is the fact that there are some alarming statistics about the suicide rate among our veterinarians. And I think about what their dailiness is like. They are, uh, you know, it's not like me going to work and trying to get all this and that done. And you're They're so dealing... stressed out because somebody right. throws you, you know, four it... pieces no of paper that you got to figure to my out with email, them. Whatever it may be, these veterinarians spend their very long days caring for, I know on the podcast you can't see sweet Zorro right here, sitting here in my lap. Yes, baby. He's like he's looking I'm right here. at you on YouTube. Um, that they are spend all of their long days caring for these precious little souls, and I really feel like it is um, important for all of us cat parents, pet parents, cat parents specifically, to think for a moment about um, about our veterinarian. First of all, do you have a regular veterinarian? Do you feel like you have a good relationship with your veterinarian? Or are you like we were for many years and only looked up the nearest vet when there was something terrible going on? And then you, uh, uh, we, in so many ways, would blindside this very kind and educated soul with a situation, a problem. They have no background on our cat. They have no point of reference for what might be going on, what's normal, what may they not be. They have no blood panel. Like, even, like, uh, even you know, great veterinarians that we're friends with that we know, if we just randomly send them a blood panel and say, what does this look like? They're going to say, it would be best if I saw the last blood panel so that I have something to compare it to because I could come up with a lot of conclusions from this one. But right. if I don't have the last one, if I don't know the history of the cat, then how am I going right. to, how am I going to come up? Like I, I'm just shooting at, at biscuits. 
<laughs> I don't know what the word is. Shooting from the hip? Shooting from the hip. What about biscuits? I don't know. Anyway, I think maybe this is just because Jay and I did this for so many years, but I know that we've met a lot of people since we've been the two crazy cat ladies that say, yeah, I really don't have a vet. Um, I, I, I don't want to do the annual exams or the dentals wanna... or the blood work because it's so stressful for my cat and my cat's fine. And don't want to take my cat to the vet because I know they're just going to give them steroids and antibiotics. Right. Or I know they're just going to try to prescribe them some food. Like people that have like a, a negative a negative idea or, or experience. Maybe right? they've had a negative with, experience. Yeah, or experiences with uh, veterinarians. It can, it, can, it can start to jade people. I get it. I was jaded. Um, we went through like 11 veterinarians and they were all pretty much emergency or something's wrong. Right. It was our fault that we, I mean, in a lot of ways, but when we bring our kitties in for something and their, their method of treatment or what, what they want done may not necessarily jive. They have no idea who we are, no idea how we are raising our cats, probably don't appreciate the fact that we've only brought our cat in when there's something obviously wrong. It can cause friction. And I think that my point is I really want all of us, and I think this is something that we're really getting a lot better at, um, to be to be more disciplined and, and more intentional about you know our annual wellness exams for all of our cats. Well, and, and finding I can't the be- right veterinarian and for find, that. Right. Like we can't, we don't just do that. I get. I mean the the. We don't just be like, okay, look, we'll we'll find the we'll find the nearest veterinarian, and that's going to be who I go to, and I'm going to start doing annual um, wellness exams. Wellness exams for a many conventional veterinarians means they're going to try to vaccinate your cat the the time that first time you go in there. So we can't go in uneducated, but we can't not go in, right? So there's the it's there's, our responsibility to really foster a healthy relationship with our veterinarian a veterinarian right a veterinarian that you can you can find the closest um there are so many beautiful veterinarians out there we have found three here in right. uh in las vegas and it was and we spent here in las vegas is where we went through the other 11 but we have found three that are um completely open to how we would like to approach our cat's well, health. Let's just be honest. How we the, feed the, the, our cats. Right. The two main things I think that we've run into conflict with and not necessarily uh, fully communicated uh, or resolved with our other veterinarians is with other veterinarians is the fact that we feed our, our cats a species appropriate raw diet and that we are not fans of over vaccinating our cats. So we prefer to get titers. Or- or over medicating our uh, or cats. Or over medicating. So if there are things that we can treat holistically uh, instead of throwing steroids or antibiotics at, then that's what we, we would prefer to do. Well, and I mean, not just that, but we have gone we have gone to those vets that they do, which is why so many people have like a negative connotation about uh, veterinarians is that like I take my cat in, my cat has a problem, I take them in. And they prescribe steroids or antibiotics um but they don't know what the problem is they're just prescribing something to hopefully help symptoms um and we've been through that where we took Biddles in for a for a constipation he had an right. obstruction and they he had a hard it. turd right he had a hard right turd there. it was a right hard turd in his asshole and they got it out and they said i'm gonna, gonna give him some antibiotics and i was like does he have an infection and she said, no, but just, you know, to be 
on the safe precautionary. side, precautionary, we'd like to prescribe him antibiotics. And I was like, no, thank you. I'm, okay. I'm, Let's right. recenter up though. But my, my point is not that we talk mainly about things that we've, we may have disagreements with. My point is how important it is for us cat parents to own the fact that sometimes if we don't have a pleasant experience with a veterinarian, it's because they have no history of us exactly. or they have no idea what's going on with our cats. Exactly. That it's all about being proactive in so many ways. And sometimes we may not have a holistic vet or a feline practitioner in our direct area, but it's still important to spend the extra time and yes, sometimes the extra money to find a veterinarian that we can appreciate and that uh, can have some idea of where our cat is at. Yes. Yes. But again, we want to go in educated as pet parents, right? So we want to know what it is that we, um, that we will allow for our cats. So for instance, if you are in a situation like Adrian just said, well, there is no feline practitioner, there is no holistic veterinarian or integrative veterinarian nearby that might ag more agree with, you know, your concept of not over vaccinating or not over medicating or things like that. Um, then if we are educated, we have to understand that no matter what vet you take your, your cat to, um, if they, if they suggest a certain thing, that does not mean that that has to be done, right? If your if your vet says we have to vaccinate them, um, you don't have. To, you can say no, thank you. Um, please be pleasant with your vet. Please be well, pleasant. It's the communication. It's a communication factor. kind of thing. Yes. yes. Please be pleasant with them, but you know you can respect it. Res respectively disagree. Res respectfully Res respectfully disagree um on certain aspects but then you guys can also agree 100 percent on other aspects like my cat needs blood drawn because he's 12 years old and he hasn't had a blood blood drawn in three years and i need to know if his kidneys are strong if his thyroid is good i need to know you know where he's at so i can proactively take care of my cat and that is what we have to do, why we have to partner with a vet, regardless of where you're at, why we have to partner with a vet is so that we can proactively take care of our cats. And if you're, I promise you this, no matter the vet, if you're taking your cat in for a blood test, I just need to get a blood test. I just need to make sure that everything's okay with my kitty. You know, I wanted, I do this once a year. I, for my senior kitties, I do this twice a year. I'd really love to partner with you if you are open to that. Just want to, you know, like have his vitals checked, like, do, you know, make sure his ears are okay. Make sure everything, like temperature, weight, all of that. Can we do that? Can we do that? I would like to do that with you. And I promise you that that is going to be like, absolutely. I will take a new client that is not going to be a devastating experience for me because these veterinarians tend to, especially when it comes to cats, tend to, um, deal with you know crises every day every like s multiple times a day it's like one right. one uh, one animal one pet comes in and they're they have a respiratory infection they have some kind of you know illness um, another cat comes in they're super losing weight and how do we check that every once in a while they'll get somebody that comes in with their kittens and they're like hey my kittens are really cute and I think they need to be spayed and neutered can we get a like a 
like a, a, a snap test to see if they have any diseases and those are probably the highlight of their day and then they go in, unless they get a bad diagnosis from that but then they you know go into another surgery another you know back to back and you and you get why it's you a, get why it's it a, could be a, a like a veterinarian like why the suicide rate is so high for veterinarians is because uh, i i mean i don't know exactly but you'd think that you get it why you know it's just like crisis after crisis after crisis instead of if we all did the whole like hey my cat's well, doing it's great not just but that. i'd like to get him checked out and i'd like him to meet you and feel comfortable with you well and this is my point it's not just that you know as as in the medical professions i get that it's always going to be a stressful situation and that's the whole reason it's the medical profession right. it's you're always dealing with something that's hopefully going to help something because there seems to be something wrong I think it's very rare for us cat parents to have a regular, you know, it's like with a twist is up for his six month uh, appointment in April. That's something that we're going to have to do to stay on, to stay on schedule. And I think that a lot of times um, it's, n I think a lot of times we people don't help the situation of this very noble for profession because vets patients are our precious companion animals. And a lot of times their only um, communication that they have is with us. And sometimes that is not going to be a pleasant situation. Especially if it's under very, crisis. Especially when it's under crisis. So I really think it's so important, especially for us cat parents, to get into the routine of being proactive with our cat's health and finding a good veterinarian. I know a couple comments here on YouTube. Uh, Dana said that she's got a great holistic vet. Um, uh, in the middle of quarantine, she was, not, she was not able to work during COVID or the fact that she could be a caretaker for her elderly mother. So dealing with Mojo with a strange vet was difficult. I will never take my regular vet for granted again. Let's all have a regular vet. Let's all build a relationship with someone consistent, consistently. And then Allie on the other side said, right now I'm trying to find a vet that will not make me vaccinate the babies for their dental. They will not accept titer tests in lieu of vaccines. Yeah. And I think that speaks to how much we can start shifting or just moving the needle a little bit when it comes to um, proactive care for our for our animals. Vaccinations, I think a lot of vets are starting to see the impact that vaccines can have, over-vaccinating can have, that they have these protocols in place, but it is not something that necessarily should be enforced, Ellie, in your situation, in every situation. That titers are something that can really help save not just our cats from side effects of over vaccinations, but also veterinarians from having to deal with people coming in with some terrible side effects that they're dealing with and kind of connecting the dots. There's a lot that we can do as cat parents to better communicate instead of, as we did for many years, going to a veterinarian when something was wrong, disagreeing with a protocol that we uh, disagreed with didn't and wouldn't necessarily talk through with right it's a it's already a very mm -hmm. acute situation we're there for something and we're not going to discuss this the emotions was, are elevated yep. right so we just wouldn't go back to that vet there was no there was no resolve to it it was just okay bye and i think about their life and how much they were trying to help us in the best way that they could yeah. and we just we just ghosted them um I mean, we paid our bill, but we right. didn't. Right, we didn't go back. I think we've learned so much from that, and 
now knowing so many veterinarians and really, really uh, grieving with a lot of them for the the emotional toll that this work takes on them is such a great reminder for us to not just be responsible about our cat's health, but be more proactive in communicating with our veterinarian and having a regular vet, or in our case, three, that we know that we can, we have a holistic vet, a feline-only practitioner who is uh, conventional but pretty integrative, and we also have a conventional veterinarian that we go to on occasion. So um, it feels a lot healthier just from our perspective, and I can't imagine that that wouldn't feel healthier to the vet as well. Yeah. And help help acknowledge what what it is that they go through on a regular basis. Well, I mean, just like fostering a relationship, right? Like you think about um, <clears throat> like us and like me as ki- like as a kid, you know, like my mom took us to the doctor. Like we had our was, his name was Doctor Sherman, and he knew our history. He knew he. He was, you know, basically our, um, what do you call kid, kid doctors? Pediatrician. Pediatrician. He was our pediatrician. He was our, he was our, um, our doctor along all the, like anything proactive, non-act, whatever, like sore throat, whatever. We went to this doctor, but he got to know us and from a, from a young age and he got to foster a relationship. And so he knew kind of like. He knew what, you know, my activity levels were. He knew that I did A, B, and C. He was the one that was like, I think you have a stress issue. <laughs> you know, like... He like, had a baseline like, to gauge you up. Yeah, he like, had something to, to gauge what, you know, what might be going on. He had a better perspective of who me and my sisters were as as children and then as adults as we grew we stuck with the doctor that knew us right and that is something that we can do as cat parents as well if we you know i mean when you get new kittens for instance like how fun is that like i'm just gonna call the vet and be like hey you gotta meet my kittens you know like you get you get to you know you get to and and our all of our vet even our holistic vet guys is they are like flabbergasted that we're bringing our cats in proactively just for blood panels. We just want to make sure everything's okay. We want to, you know, check their ears, check their weight. We just want to make sure that everything's fine so that we're not, you know, so that we can catch something early because cats are stoic beings. So, you know, oftentimes, you know, somebody said on a, was it Clubhouse the other day or something? Somebody said, my... My, where was this? Somebody said my dog could have a, um, was it Trish? Anyway, my dog has, oh no, it was uh, Susan, uh, Susan Michael. She said on Clubhouse, um, my dog could have a, has a hangnail and I know it because he's like, just like in my face, but my cat could potentially be like dying from kidney disease and I'll have no idea because, so it's so important this relationship with our veterinarians, just like the understanding of how they, uh, why they are where they are, why, like what they go through to become who they are and um, respecting that and then respect and then creating a, a, 
not necessarily like a tight bond where you're just like, I'm going to, I mean, you can, that's cool. If a you healthy could, but like a healthy relationship with your pet and your vet is, um, I think so important for your pet, right? It's, it's really important for our cats to be able to have somebody that they know and our cats are very smart. So if we are taking them, even if it's just once a year and maybe they don't like the car rides, maybe they don't like to be poked and prodded or whatever, they are still going to know that smell. They're going to know that person. They, un they have a fantastic memory and they will, um, be more comfortable in that situation yeah. as well. Yeah, but it's exactly like you said, building a baseline, starting going to the vet when there is nothing wrong. Right. And regular visits so our vets can understand how our cats are moving. And I think that it's, you know, no two cats are the same. We know that, not just personality-wise. But I think what might be normal for one cat is not going to be normal for another. And to assume that a vet should be able to discern what is or is not good or bad. When in... they haven't been to the vet in 12 years right. and, this, and this is the first time they're seeing them. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I think about the angst that would cause me with a with a beautiful little soul coming to me and being like, what's happening? And and sometimes there's, there's a bit of that that happens. It's like, what are the symptoms? What's going on? People that contact us and... And, and maybe they've been to the vet or maybe they haven't, but it's, it is, um, we become very emotionally invested yeah. and that's much is easier the for, life of a vet. And it's much easier for us to be able to help somebody as well when they say they've been to the vet, I've taken them to the vet already. You get a history. And this is what they said, or this is what they did, or, you know, like right. this was the diagnosis or there was no diagnosis or they put them on A, B or C. Like, yeah. You get a, a better picture. We get a better picture of how to like what might be give going some on. Advice on. Yeah, but I think that we cat parents are infamously, and and we've seen it a lot, you know, in the past couple of years from people. Since we've changed our mentality of only going to the vet when there is a situation, it's kind of like, oh well, you know, it's time for an oil change. Let's just go in, and it's not the same thing. It is. Um, it's very important to build a relationship with our veterinarians so that I they think have the oil a change is kind of a fun thing to compare it to though I well mean, that's a regular maintenance thing that's right. true yeah so like, annual like, vet like visits, why not yeah. like you 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 wouldn't just let your oil run to like, you know oh, it's been twelve thousand miles not do anything and, and you're like i think they told i don't know if i need to should change i change my, my oil? oil should i until your engine <laughs> right. blows up right like i mean let's 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 put it on that level that's right true, yeah. like we need to get our cats in for their oil checks or their oil Changes and then you get pissed at the things. mechanic that said your oil, blew, your engine blew up because you didn't change your oil for the past seventeen thousand miles. It's like, yeah, if you were doing regular maintenance, it might be a, a bit of a different situation. That's oh, a good analogy. I had no idea that we were even coming up with that. As, I know. you wow, came up with that. It's amazing. It's your Tabitha your said. My vet gave. I love this. My vet gave me a handout that said they believe vaccines last even longer than the three years being recommended. Mm -hmm. And they recommended tighter testing as well. That is wonderful. Sadly, she said that does not cover rabies. Rabies is a different thing, and that's a, a law. It's a, it's a law, and it's because um, the rabies virus can be obviously so terrible for humans. So it's a COA situation Definitely. for most all veterinarians, two of ours, not so much. Um, but No, our vets are like, they probably don't even need well, and it. They and we're like, well, we want to at least get their initial. 
But, but they're inside, right? What's the what's the likelihood? Not likely, but we just want to cover our faces. Right, we so do. We're still gonna get it. But rabies is a rabies is a serious situation. I understand why they've made it law because unfortunately there are a lot of irresponsible pet parents out there. I get mm-hmm. that. Um, we were, yeah, some at one point. So I do understand that it's. We were two. We were two. Not some. We were we were some too. We were we were two some. We were two sums. <laughs> we were two sums. We were two sums. So it is so important. Um, I get why it's so important, but we have beautiful people like Dr. John Robb that are literally uh, lobbying the government to better understand the, the side effects of over-vaccinating, especially for the rabies vaccine. Yeah. And all veterinarians do understand to a certain degree because they get their titer test. They are the ones most at risk of being exposed to something like rabies yep. because of all the animals that get they are in. not vaccinated yearly. They get titer tested. They are not tested. vaccinated every three years. In fact, they are not vaccinated so long as they show a titer. Right. So titers so are important and exciting. And I think it's an exciting thing for all of us to, once we do start getting better at fostering real healthy relationships with our veterinarians, having healthier conversations and helping to move that needle on some of these situations, whether it is um, our cat's diet, vaccines, over-medicating with, with antibiotics or steroids that can help the entire situation in yeah. so many ways. But let's start with a, a genuine gratitude and respect for our veterinarians yeah so if you guys don't have a veterinarian right now if your cats have not yet seen a veterinarian i don't care what age they are let's start doing a search make you can start at ahvma.org that's ahvma.org click find a vet um if you want to find a, a, a nice holistic or integrated vet they have a, a fantastic list um in your area you can also just call around just just call around and say, hey, I am blah, 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 blah. And I like to blah, 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 blah. And I would like for this, this, you, I would like to, for my cat to be seen by this vet just to meet, just to develop a relationship, just to get a blood test, just to, you know, do a wellness check, whatever it is. Um, and foster hopefully a relationship that can be long lasting for my cat so that my cat can feel comfortable in your facility. Um, do that, do that, do that now. Yeah, do it. Yeah, do it, do Do it. it. And then, uh, yeah, let's just all be grateful. Let's just do it for the incredible work that they do. And and let's just do it. Let's just do it. All right, you guys. All right. So I hope some of that made sense. Um, I do too. It really is. It really is a heartbreaking statistic uh, to see how many vets are suffering um, in the in a in a field that is does such great work for so many of us, and that we all know that we need it at one point or another. So, yeah. um, if if you've got a vet and you like your vet, let your vet know how grateful you are. As yes, well. send them flowers. You know, think about it. Okay. All right. We love you guys so much. Thanks so much for joining us. Um, Whatever day you're listening, whatever time you're listening, thanks for joining. Yeah. Okay. Um, For those of you guys on YouTube, I know the podcast is not, but for those of you guys on YouTube, maybe we'll see you on Facebook in about 40 minutes. We love you guys. We love you guys. See you soon.